formula with me, Lucy Parsons. Welcome to today's show. Today we're talking all about how to revise and succeed in A-level sociology. I've got my guest Zoe Holland here. Zoe is um, a teacher of sociology as well as history and politics and she's also one of the academic coaches on my team. Zoe was originally a history teacher but was asked to start teaching sociology and has had huge success in her sociology teaching. So I have asked her to come along and teach the How to Revise A-Level Sociology Masterclass for the Extraordinaries Club. The Masterclass is happening on Saturday the 2nd of October at 10.30am and um, it's happening live and this is what you'll discover when you sign up. So firstly, what examiners want to see from top grade sociology students and how to give them that. How to revise A-level sociology, including choosing which bits you need to know from this content-heavy subject. Writing techniques to access the highest marks, because it's often doing the wrong kind of writing that lets students down. And common mistakes A-level sociology students make and how to avoid them, as well as much more. So if you'd like to sign up for that, you'll find the link at the bottom of today's show notes and the show notes for today's episode where you can get um, a full um, written version of this audio. You can find those at lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash A-level sociology and that's all one word, no dashes or anything. So it's A-level sociology, lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash A-level sociology. Okay, let's hand straight over to Zoe so you can get some of her top tips on how to revise and succeed in A-level sociology and get a bit of a preview of what you can expect from the live masterclass. Welcome to the School Success Formula, Zoe Holland. Hello Lucy, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you back. Now, some people might remember that you did the um, History A-Level podcast and that How to Revise History A-Level masterclass for the Extraordinaries Club. So just tell everybody why you're here doing sociology as well. (laughs) That's a very good question, Lucy. Um, Well, when you've been in teaching for as long as I have, and it's it's my 22nd year this year. Wow. um, You you find, you do find that you, you tend to, get involved in in different areas of the school and um, towards um, you know the the latter stages of my career in as head of sixth form um, I was lucky enough to um, go into lots of lessons and um, have have exposure to different A-level subjects and I found that sociology was a subject which linked very well um, to history and to politics um, and I found that um, it was a subject which when, when I was asked to step up and would I possibly take over the sociology A-level class at the last moment because of a long-term illness, um, I had no hesitation in, in stepping in. And I absolutely loved it. Um, and as a result, I'm still here now. Um, I'm going to be examining the subject this year. Oh, wow. And and yeah, it's, it's been a real journey because last year 
Um, over 80% of our students got between an A star and a B grade wow. and 100%. So every single student managed to get an A star to a C. So I know a thing or two about how to, how to, uh, to get into the top mark band and secure your A star. Because I think the most important thing um, at the moment for year 12 and year 13 students is getting the best that they absolutely can out of all of their A-levels in such uncertain times. Definitely, definitely. It's so important. And having that confidence that what you're doing is to work towards your A-levels is so important as well when so much around us has been so uncertain for so long. Thank you for sharing your background, Zoe. It sounds like it's been a really enjoyable kind of digression in your career. <laughs> um, <Yes>. So... <laughs> Some people have asked me recently on coaching calls in the Extraordinaries Club, what is sociology? And I've tried to explain it, but I've never properly studied it. So you tell us once and for all, what is sociology? Yes, it's it's one of those subjects. And um, when I went to school, when I was in sixth form, it simply wasn't an option for me. And it's become quite a recent phenomenon. And um, I was reading some statistics over the summer which showed that sociology is surpassing the traditional subjects like history and geography in terms of popularity. Um, and you've got to ask why that is. And that's, that's very intriguing. Um, the study of sociology um, involves the study of society, um, of people and their behaviour. So we look at questions such as how far um, does society influence our actions? We look at issues of identity, class, gender, ethnicity, and you can just imagine, can't you, to, um, to start thinking about the careers and the job opportunities um, that those might lead to, studies like, like that might lead to. And I think it's important to note that post-pandemic, there's a big demand um, for careers in mental health, psychology and social policy as well. So advising the government um, is one big area where students who have a sociology A-level like to progress to. So there's never been a better time to study it. If you have an inquiring mind, uh, I would say that's an essential ingre ingredient. Um, it ties in very well with many other subjects um, at A-level, for instance, psychology. And um, one of the, the sort of um, current um, things that we see is that um, there is no coursework oh. for sociology, and that, that's across all exam boards. And that has an appeal to some students. Maybe you are studying two subjects which are quite coursework heavy. So you may be looking for another subject that where perhaps you don't really want to have to do the coursework. That's not to say it's easy, but it is for some a consideration in, in your perhaps taking your third subject. Yeah. So some students um, always have wanted to study sociology and naturally gravitate towards it. For other students, it could be a subject that they may take alongside as a third or fourth A-level. Yeah, and um, it sounds really topical because, you know, there's so much at the moment in the 
media about like identity politics and you know the concept of gender is um interrogated a lot more now than it has ever been in my lifetime certainly and um I, I think one of the top advisors in number 10, Manira Mirza, is a sociologist as well. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And um, anyone who studies sociology um, will be very, very familiar with Mirza. Um, <laughs> she, she is absolutely crucial to study sociology and um, her ideas on gender um, are very topical today. So there's never been a greater need um, for sociologists. So it's it's a very... Um, safe bet if you're looking for um, progression into a degree which will lead to a career. And I think the issues today um, provoke a lot of questions, a lot of challenges um, for the next generation. Definitely, definitely. So um, once you've chosen to study sociology, you've got no coursework, so it's all down to exams. How do you know what to revise and how to revise really? Okay, well, there's lots of things that we can do and um, it's actually very simple. So during my time teaching sociology, I've had the benefit of talking to lots of examiners and people who have been teaching the subject um, for years. And in a funny way, all teachers became examiners last year um, because we had to put our students through a full suite of exams. So um, you can imagine my reaction when um, it was the sociology group that was sampled actually by the exam board in my college. So um, this was always something that was talked about that certain subjects would be sampled, um, but it was great to hear that all the grades were upheld. So I've learned certain things from that process. First of all, understanding the assessment objectives and assessment objectives are basically what you need to do to score highly. Yeah, and they're often abbreviated to AO, aren't they? Yes. yes. Each A-level has a certain number. I don't think they ever have more than four, do they? How many does sociology have? No, we have three AOs and they're very simple. And the most interesting thing is to look at where most of the marks lie, which is your knowledge, understanding and application. Mm -hmm. So that means understanding sociological theories, concepts and evidence, and actually showing how they're relevant to the question that you are answering. And we'll be looking at some real examples of that in the masterclass. And I'll be showing you some, some exemplar answers to show you how to perfect that skill. So that's where most of the marks lie. But I would imagine that most people um, within the club and who would want to watch the masterclass would be really wanting to get themselves the best grade possible and looking towards the A grades and A stars. Mm -hmm, definitely. So, <laughs> absolutely. So what I want to do is give those students a rapid route into knowing exactly what it is that the examiners require, what they want to see from A-star students. And that's where we get to AO3. Okay. It's all about the analysis and evaluation. So making critical points such as the strengths and weaknesses of sociological theories making judgments, reaching conclusions, 
um, and using sociologists effectively in your evaluations and judgments is what is going to be your passport to an A star. So basically, when you say using sociologists effectively, that's knowing the names of the sociologists, knowing their work, knowing their theories and being able to critically engage with that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, that's absolutely it, Lucy. So, for example, a student might answer a question saying, for example, about Marxism, they may say many sociologists have criticised Marxism and it has some strengths and weaknesses. So mm. that isn't going to get beyond level three. We've not talked about any sociologists there and we've certainly not linked it to the question. But an A-star student maybe will go a little bit deeper with a response such as feminists, such as Greer, have criticized Marxism for overlooking the importance of gender in social relationships. This means they are overlooking the complexity of social structures. So that is the difference between an A star and a C grade. And once you know exactly what you need to do and how you need to weave those sociologists into your answers, it becomes a lot easier. And as you can see from that, um, that A star response, just name dropping sociologists isn't really going to cut it. No, no, you need to be able to say a little bit more than that, don't you? The other thing that I've picked up from what you've said, and you know, I've seen in a lot of the masterclasses that we've run in the Extraordinaries Club, is that the um, assessment objectives kind of layer on top of each other, don't they? So often the AO1 is that kind of basic level marks, and then the AO2, you, it brings you up into higher marks, and then that like AO3 that you've just mentioned for sociology gets you right up to the very, very highest marks. And they're kind of correlated with the complexity of the thinking skills, aren't they? So like at AO1, it's about knowledge and understanding, which are the most basic kind of thinking skills. And I did a podcast quite a long time ago now, but I'll link to it in the show notes today um, that explains the hierarchy of thinking skills yes. so that people can understand that. Yeah, that's a great point, Lucy. Um, so a big example of that is um, every student will be familiar with if they're doing the education unit, which I think 90% of students are, is class differences and achievements. OK, so just just taking that topic, the first thing I would expect an A star student to demonstrate is that class is a very subjective concept, isn't it? Especially today. Mm -hmm. um, 100 years ago, perhaps not so. Um, I used to ask um, students when we were talking about the Titanic as a way into looking at the class system, what class would you identify yourselves with? And students about 20 years ago found it a lot easier to, to answer that than students do today which is yes. interesting but class is a massive concept um, in sociology and it comes up on every single paper so one of the things that examiners have consistently commented on in recent years is the need for students to make links between the factors when answering questions so for example when we're talking about class and we're talking about education achievement we talk about external and internal factors 
being responsible for the differences between achievement by working class students and middle class students. And when we say internal, we mean what goes on inside school, external, what goes on inside the home and society. And the students which get the A grades or the B grades are the ones that talk about how the two are actually linked. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, poor nutrition at home leads to a lack of concentration and poor behaviour in school, perhaps. So that's showing that you know that the two are linked. Yes. And you, you've, that, that's your tick in the box for your AO3 evaluation and knowing the difference between taking your answer beyond the basic. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for that example. That's wonderful. Um, okay, so we've kind of talked about what distinguishes A grades from C grades. It's that um, it, it's that evaluation and the being able to link ideas together, isn't it? And basically slightly more subtle thinking, isn't it, than um, people will be getting for lower grades. So how important are personal opinions in sociology? Because I can really see the potential for those to creep in. Yes, and um, that, that, that's a brilliant point because um, most students that take sociology tend to really enjoy it. And every topic that we study, um, it's one of the only subjects that you will study at A-level where everybody can bring something to the table. So for example, we all have experience of education because we've been to school or been educated in some way. Uh, we all have experience of being in a family, um, no matter what that family may look like. And um, one of the issues that we look at in sociology is just how diverse um, families have become. So we can all bring something in and that can sometimes in class, it's great to have opinions and, and demonstrate your views on something. And that's something that a lot of sociology teachers encourage, but we do have to try and rein that in somewhat in the exam. And I've got to say, um, from an examining point of view, that would lead an examiner, if you were to express your personal opinion and when, when I say that, I'll give you an example in just a moment, just so I can, I can show you the difference. But to give your personal opinion really just takes away from your answer because you're not showing your knowledge of the sociological um, differences in opinion that exist. So, for example, I had a student the other day who, who wrote in an answer, I think Marxism is a good theory as it seems to explain everything that happens in our society. Now, that's a, that's a great example of putting your personal opinion in. What we need to do to try and grab that A star to B grade is to make sure that you understand there are different strands, actually, of Marxism just as there are different strands of feminism. So, for example, we could have radical feminism, we could have Marxist feminism, we could have liberal feminism. And what we have to do is to understand that so the world of sociology and getting a great grade in sociology 
is to demonstrate, you know, there are different sociological theories for all of the questions that you're being asked. Brilliant. Yeah. So again, it's that subtle understanding, you know, it's the subtle differences between the different schools of thought within sociology and showing that you recognise and understand the differences, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. Okay. So I can imagine there's masses to read about sociology outside what you cover in the classroom. How important is reading around the subject outside the classroom? Well, this, this is a great technique and it's overlooked by many students, but it is a, a surefire way of alerting an examiner to the fact that you are an A-star student. So the last two years have seen events which I, I don't think I would ever have believed would be possible in my lifetime. Yes. It, it's, it's given sociologists so much to discuss. Um, it's opened the door to so many careers in sociology because we don't yet know um, the full effects of the policies um, on families, on education. The list goes on, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important then that, um, that students do that reading, keep on top of what's happening. And it can just be watching the news. Yes. <laughs> that those um, A, um, A-star students out there um, that study the media topic will be instantly on the alert when I say news, because obviously we have to be careful as sociologists with the media that we consume. And um, all sociologists will be aware that um, the media is very selective and we, we do have to be very careful but we do need to keep up with our reading so there are lots of suggestions that I'm going to make during the master class to get you up to speed with that extra reading whether it's looking at websites podcasts and these things seriously only take a minute but when the examiner can see that you're up to speed for example, with the debate about universal credit and should it be continued, then that shows you're an A-star student and you are right up to date because many teachers um, may use examples from uh, 2018, but actually the world of 2018, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like another world isn't it so <laughs> we need to be bringing your knowledge right up to date so in a way you need to be a step ahead of your teachers and make sure that any government policies particularly education family crime we need to be aware of what those are and the possible effects of those and that is going to absolutely um, single you out as a student that's worthy of the top mark band Definitely. And um, in terms of the reading and knowing what's going on, it, it is a subject. I mean, I'm a geographer as well. And that is also a subject where you it, you can be given credit for being bang up to date. Like even if something happens the morning of your exam, you know, if you mention it, 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 it can help you. That kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it can be done very, very easily. Um, so, for example, um, I have a 10 year old and um, he's having his breakfast and I, I switch on the news. And OK, you know, some people might have an opinion on that. Some people think the news is doom and gloom. And yes, actually, it is, isn't it, largely? But I do feel it's very, very important to keep up to date with current events. Um, he was wanting to watch Match of the Day. 
Um, but I thought it was more important for him to just be looking at what's happening around the world. And that didn't take any effort. And, and already he was asking questions about the headlines, just flicking on um, for 10 minutes to take what's going on in the world, following things up. Um, Twitter as well is, is a great resource. Yeah. And you can actually follow many of the sociologists um, that you are studying. Um, they will be very active and they will be very happy to hear from you as well. They, they like to help sociology students. So I know that a few of my students had a lot of success when they've contacted sociologists and asked about opinions. There's a lot to talk about in the world at the moment. So just keeping yourself ahead of current affairs and news doesn't take long. And I would always recommend for A-level reading further. So not just flicking on the news in the morning, that's a start. Mm -hmm. um, but you really need to be just looking at podcasts. You need to be looking at a wide variety of media, making sure that you're not looking at the same channel. Yes. For different and noticing differences of opinion. And if you see an opinion, think about how you could evaluate that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's so important when you're interacting. I, I always look at all the different newspaper headlines every morning on the BBC website. They show the front pages of all the different newspapers. And that's one of my things I do in the morning is look at every single one of them to see, you know, you can, I know which newspapers have which kind of political opinions. And you can see yes. what, what, that group of people is really thinking because the newspapers tend to reflect what their readers are thinking they're a bit of a mirror aren't they to that kind of thing they are they, they actually that that's a great point Lucy because that that leads you in doesn't it yeah. so that's a very quick way of just scanning um, you're scanning for what's going on and then you'll see a story that's perhaps relevant to crime or perhaps relevant to the media and you can just home straight in and that will bring up more articles that you can read so it's very very important to do that daily scanning just to see what's going on out there and be aware of any developments that you need to know so for example with families topic of families um, I taught that last year to my year 12s but over the summer, lots of developments going on, lots of debate about whether to continue with the universal credit, um, which would count as government policy, which is a key part of the family's topic. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very important to stay ahead of what's going on. Fantastic. OK, well, we've already mentioned the potential for careers in sociology a little bit but I feel like in the past people were quite disparaging about sociology they saw it as this new subject and where was it going to lead and all that kind of thing but there's definitely a future now for sociologists would you say yes yes that that's an interesting point Lucy Historically, um, subjects like sociology weren't widely taught in, in schools and sixth forms. It's, it's seen as one of the more newer recent subjects, along with perhaps you would say psychology, media, mm -hmm. but it is gaining ground um, and, and that's for good reason. So sociology would suit somebody that has an inquiring mind, yes. that likes working with people, and it can open the door to a whole range of careers. And one of the things um, that I've noticed from all my students progressing on last year, and they all 
progressed into Russell Group University. So I had some going to Durham, some Manchester, and some Leeds, um, one Southampton. And um, actually, the funny thing was, not one of them intended to take sociology on at the start of a sixth form, but they actually worked out that maybe um, they were the ideal person um, that, that sociology fitted um, with their character type, with their um, curious mind, and they were quite surprised by the range of different careers. So when I talk about range of careers, it can involve anything from teaching, um, marketing, Yes, is um, a particular area of interest to many students because it involves human behaviour. Um, higher education as well. Many students are actually attracted to becoming a sociologist themselves, especially given the changing times that we're living in and the contribution that you can make um, in terms of informing the government. And that's why many of them tend to end up as government advisors too. So, as I say, it spans a lot of interests. It marries very well with politics, marries very well with psychology, um, and could just be the subject you were always maybe thinking was your third subject, actually it becomes your favourite. So, lots of opportunities to get involved in many different career paths. Brilliant. Well, that's wonderful, so, um, Zoe. It's clear that you are absolutely passionate about your newfound love of sociology um, and I'm really excited to see what you put in front of us in the masterclass. I have to say your history masterclass, history A-level masterclass was brilliant and so oh, I'm you. really really looking forward to this one. It's the 2nd of October isn't it? That's fun. It is yes I can't wait. <laughs> well thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us here today Zoe and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the masterclass. <laughs> Great I'm looking forward to seeing as many of you as possible. Thanks for having me. Wasn't that a great conversation with Zoe? I thought she offered some really, really great advice to A-level sociology students. If you would like more help from Zoe, please remember that we have the How to Revise A-level Sociology Masterclass on Saturday the 2nd of October 2001. And you can find the link to sign up to that in today's show notes at lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash a-level sociology. I really, really hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and goodbye.